0: All right, we are on for another episode of the Rebecca Mendations podcast where we talk all things business, love, and science. Today, I am joined by the incredibly talented and inspiring Dylan Mullen, who is the founder of Happy Skin Co. and also host of his incredible new podcast, which I have featured on Life, Money, and Love. I'm so, so excited to talk to you today, Dylan. Thank you for joining me.
1: No, thanks, Beck. Um, and it's so funny, I only realised something about your podcast today when I was, uh, this morning I was listening to a few of your episodes, and I I, I completely skipped past it. it's Rebecca-mendations, not yes. recommendations, I'm like, oh, that makes it so much better. But yeah, that have was I, uh, my morning. Have I told you the story of... No, but I heard it in the intro episode. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 so I am like, that that makes a lot of sense, I like it's,
0: it. it. Yeah, it's, it pretty much summarises me and my, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary You're the advice, advice. Giver, huh? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I today today is all about you, actually, and and your incredible advice. And you know, I've like I said, I've had the honor of being interviewed by you, which was such an inspiring conversation. But listening to some of your episodes, I really got to understand your story and, you know, the the foundation of how you built your incredible empire and all the other things amongst it and. I think that's today. Today, I really want to focus on, you know, how you not just built your brand, but where does that drive? Where does that resilience? Where does that, you know, success come from? How do we get to that place of success? And, you know, what happens in the middle that most people don't talk about, which is the hurdles and Mm -hmm. the failures. So I think let's let's start there. Let's let's go backwards a little bit. And I think where did it all start for you and, and what's your sort of journey?
1: Yeah, I, I like the way you phrase that because it's an important step. And a lot of people, whether they're just messaging me on, on, on social media or are doing some consulting with me, they always want to skip to how do I make the most money possible or how do I build right. the biggest business. But really the foundation to me building this business was me building myself. And if I wasn't the person I am today and, and develop and, and I'm still growing and I've grown so much since I actually started the business, but people try and skip past the step of of working on themselves and, and, and getting them them themselves to a place where they are ready to start experiencing success. You can't cut that shortcut out. Um so for my, me, like
0: find, just before you even go in further, like from my perspective, that whole statement is success. Like the business doesn't exist without you, right? It's, it's, your optimal self is a reflective of everything else around you so that is the work there is no other work to do
1: (laughs) everything
0: is you and how you operate and your growth so I think like let's highlight that incredible
1: concept like that that personal growth like if you're working on yourself and you're truly bettering yourself every day and becoming the best version of yourself everything it's going to bleed into all aspects of life including your business relationships friendships whatever you know what I mean you can't skip past that so um, yeah, Do you want to go into like how it started for me, kind of where, where do you want to start this?
0: Yeah, I think even before, what were you yeah. doing before Happy Skin Co? Where where were you? Where yeah. were you,
1: like what
0: was Dylan doing?
1: <laughs> so um, I had a journey probably similar to a lot of people. I was actually quite good at school. I, I had good marks all the way through school from, from the start, primary school, high school. Um, and then like a lot of I'm sure teenage boys do when they're in high school and they're getting good marks in school. I thought, what's the coolest job I can do? Um, what's going to get me the most clout what's what does success look like to a 14 15 year old boy so i decided at that point um i was going to be a lawyer i um i looked up to my cousin a lot my older cousin is old me i have an older sibling so he was like a, a older brother growing up and i always could everything he did sports teams sports i played hobbies everything Um, But the problem was he was really, my cousin was really good at numbers and maths and finances and he's a really successful accountant and finance manager. And I fucking always hated maths. So I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. Um, I have to look at spreadsheets and numbers all day. Little did I know that is um, becoming more and more part of my world anyway. Um, But I wanted to be a lawyer because I thought that was the coolest job you could do. I thought, okay, that's what smart people are doing when you're a 15 year old boy uh, in school. And I didn't have to do maths. So that was pretty much my whole reasoning there and then i got got the marks to get into to uni i went to wollongong uni um which is about an hour south of sydney um for probably not the reason someone should go to a uni i was talking to some friends in my year advisor, and i said what uni am i going to have the most fun at and then the uh, advice was uni is the party uh, wollongong uni is the party university so um, i made <laughs> yeah. the choice to go down there um for all the right reasons as you can see um but the problem was i was still living in Sydney, so like. Everyone would go to go to class all day, um, and then it'd be five o'clock, and then they'd all go to the uni bar and have a drink and hang out. I'm like, oh, I'm so exhausted. There's music playing in the office.
0: Speaking of parties,
1: speaking of parties, right on cue. I may as well be back at Wollongong and uni. <laughs> so Damn you it, were gone.
0: you were exhausted and you couldn't even yeah, enjoy the party so that's
1: the thing like i the the reason i went there was because it was meant to be the social hub beauty right it was where everyone goes to have fun and even back in school even though i good marks at school what i always prioritized was fun um that's something that's been a really core um a core part of my life rightly mm-hmm. or wrongly some people will try and say it's wrongly but i believe if you if you place fun at the core of everything you do that's going to set you up for success anyway right um so i went down there and then I was driving home, I'd start uni at like 8.30, I'd have to leave home at 7am. So I was waking up six, driving down over an hour, being in classes all day, then leaving at five o'clock after being in classes, eight hours, drive home an hour, try not fall asleep on the drive home. Literally, like it's just these long straight roads, so boring, literally, I had to pull over multiple <laughs> times horrible. and like slap myself in the face, like do not fall asleep on this drive home, that was so dangerous and then i was doing law so i would have like 2 3 hours of readings to do every single night shit and it was so dull so boring and very quickly i became fucking really down dejected depressed hated going uni um forced myself to do the first few assignments and then it got up to the end of semester exams and i just thought look i i looked at all the exams i had to prepare for am i really going to put myself through this torture for something i don't want to do it's making me extremely unhappy Um, And I didn't do it. So I left. Um, I was doing a double degree of law and commerce. So I was going to originally I deferred for the year and I was going to go back and just do the commerce part of the degree the next year. But I I decided in that kind of six to eight months off, um, let's do something fun. Let's do something for me that's again based around the pillar of fun, not around what's a successful job look like to someone, not what's going to necessarily earn me the most money. What am I going to have a fun life pursuing? Um, And with never doing an acting class or a drama class in school, I decided I was going to do acting. Um, I was never an artistic kid. I was never a performer. I just thought that would be the most fun life. And I needed something at that moment where I was pretty low to have such a massive goal uh, to excite me enough to kind of get life back on track and be really excited about the journey. Um, Because something I've only in the last few years really uh, understood that cliche from school you're here it's about the journey not the destination everything i was doing up until that point was about the destination but it's like if i could set that massive goal which is the destination i'm going for but it's a journey that i'm going to enjoy the process i think that was going to be massive for me um so i did that and then um had a lot of fun never went back to to uni can we touch
0: can we touch on this for a moment i want to dive a little bit deeper Mm. let's talk about fun because the thing is i think we need to reframe the wording here and reframe the definition of what you're talking about because something i talk about almost daily is you know what sparks joy for you Mm -hmm. and i think this is the you know premise of what you're trying to get at it's not about fun like oh i'm gonna go and party and drink and you know be a little bit wild it's like what sets your soul on fire? What makes you smile? What makes your eyes sparkle? What brings you joy and lightness and lights up a room? And, And I think this is what people are missing in their life at the moment is you can work nine to five. You can have an everyday corporate job. There's nothing wrong with working every day as an employee or whether it is as an entrepreneur and running your own business or, you know, whatever it is you're doing. But if you're not feeling joyful, if there's no life and laughter and you know energy in your body and your being what the hell is the point yeah exactly and i think this is what you do beautifully and let i mean can you break it down a little bit more like what is that feeling like why acting (laughs) what was it about it that made you go this is gonna bring me joy
1: well 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 this it's something I've realized the more I've you know listened to your stuff over the past few months since we've we've come in touch and you came on our podcast. What I realized I'm really different to you. You seem like a very logical thinker. You think through the details. I'm not like that. I'm a very definitely instinctual, not. <laughs> I'm a very instinctual gutter. Like I don't go like I I just I have a feeling and I don't I just I don't even think about it. I just go towards what feels good. So I didn't think about it. I just mm. went towards it. And that's the way I approach life. I go towards things that interest me and I explore it. And if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for me. That's a part of life.
0: But I think that's the point. That's actually Mm. such an important, again, element to discuss. It's like for me, actually, I'm very much the same. I am very much connected from an energetic perspective. So everything I do is based on feeling and connection to the self, the mind, the body. So... It's such an important message to say that if you're not connected to yourself, if you're not in tune, if you're not actually feeling and listening to your intuition and your gut, you're always going to make the wrong choices in life. Mm. Our bodies give us these signals all day, every day, small little messages that are sometimes so small and so hidden that if you're not actually in touch with yourself, you're going to miss them. So when you do have to make a decision, whether it's should I answer the phone? Should I turn right or left? Should I walk down this street? Should I sign this contract? Should I, you know, do this, do that? Listen to your body. It yeah. is a tool. It's a mechanism for you to actually be guided. And I think that's such a beautiful thing that at such a young age, you were already doing that.
1: Yeah, look, I, di- I didn't have an option um, in, in terms of doing that. I've been someone from very young and my family would say, oh, I, I was a spoiled kid. Or I was like mm-hmm. not spoiled, but in the sense that from a very young age, I always had a problem doing something I didn't want to do if I didn't understand the value in it. Yes. So I can't. Yeah. I, I that's the thing about like when I, when I talk about chasing your dreams and if you, if you're stuck in the rat race and you hate it, change it. There are a lot, like you said, there are a lot of people that's happy doing that. But to me, I I cannot understand why you would subject yourself to something that makes you unhappy if there is another option. And whether that be a career. Whether that be sitting to some teacher I think's an idiot talking, like I would have like really um, mixed relationships so with, with some, some teachers because they would say something and I'd be like, no, you're wrong, and they'd be like, Dylan, get out, like I'm the teacher. I'm like, no, look at the textbook, and they would look and they're Like I just I've had this. I've never had the ability to cop shit or, or to do put myself through something that I, I didn't feel was either valuable or, or mm-hmm. enjoyable. So I didn't really have a choice to do that and it served me in in a lot of ways and I'm sure in other ways it, it hasn't but that's that's fine that's my journey.
0: I think it's so powerful um you and I are oddly similar I was exactly like you and it's like it's this like inner burning like fire of like I cannot sit in this room another second longer like I didn't last yeah. in university for more than a month I couldn't do it. <laughs> I literally was sitting yeah. in in the lecture being like how quickly can I get the fuck out of this room? Like, yeah, yeah. You
1: know,
0: and and I'm. I think that's again. It's it's that intuition and that deep like connection to this isn't serving me. I'm not wasting another second of my valuable time in life with this mm-hmm. book. And and it's so powerful when you actually then act on it because it opens that door to abundance of goodness. And you know, uh, look, it's it's all linked as well to self worth and self value and having that core understanding that you can actually enjoy your life there's nothing yes. stopping you.
1: there's yeah. no and i think yeah 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 Now you just said something i think it's you're, you're exactly right when you said it's all linked to self-worth uh, and and i've had that because of my childhood i feel like i've been blessed with 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 the way i grew up um i grew up with my mum and i lived with my mom and my grandparents until i was almost six years old so I lived in a granny flat with my mum in the back of my grandparents' house and they were the best, most loving family people to be surrounded by. And a lot of people will be like, oh, do you fucking you missed out from not growing up with your dad? And in no way do I ever think that in the slightest. Not that I've got anything against my dad, I've got a good relationship with him now, but I wouldn't trade the first five, six years of my life for any amount of money, for any amount of success I can achieve you know, later in my life. Um, and it just made me like, it, it was the foundation for me valuing who I am as a person valuing my energy valuing my space and valuing like how limited our time is on this planet and having like an internal um gratitude for like how great life is and how good it is and how precious it is and really wanting to maximize what we can do while we're here
0: and then you know you sit with that sentiment and you go how could I possibly tolerate anything less than this feeling you know Mm. and I think that's that's so powerful and that is essentially the core driver of your success now. It's that constant growth and redevelopment and rediscovery and questioning and curiosity and, yeah. you know. I mean, what happened next? Where did you go after that?
1: Um. So <laughs> I never would have imagined it ever in my wildest dreams growing up or through school that I'd be acting. So I, uh, I left uni. I, I did, like, I just did one short course. It was, like, pretty sure it was, like, four Saturdays of a month or something like that. Um, but I really did catch the acting bug there. Um, I loved having how fun it was. I loved being able to be creative and playful. Uh, I, I love the fact that like there was like a really clear goal and dream, right? That's super obvious if you're in acting, like you want to be in movies, on TV shows, whatever that is, as, you know, as shallow as that can seem to other people, for other people, it's extremely deep. But when you're at a at a phase in your life where you've worked for the last three, four years to become a lawyer and you realized after a couple of weeks that this is in no way for you, you kind of need to just try anything and and see what sticks and see what makes you feel good again. See like, as you said, what sparks that joy. Um, So I tried and it just so happened that I fell in love with acting. I probably spent four, five, six years acting pretty much full-time. So like I was uh, in a full-time acting college, like I had more in-class hours than people at uni, probably double the amount of time and then add rehearsals on top of that. It was an amazing experience for me. Like I had an agent, like I I got really close to some massive roles. Like I did some uh, film festival stuff. Like I I did a little bit of, I I had a proper experience of what the acting world is like. Went over to LA, had incredible experiences over there. Um, But then it got to the point for me, this is going back to that really driven, ambitious Dylan that doesn't take anything other than exactly what he wants. Um, And then I just felt like with acting, you're always asking for a job from someone else. You're always at the mercy of all these other people. And it's not always the best person, the best actor that gets the role. It's you gotta be a great actor, but then you also gotta look like this person, this person, you can't, you know, have all these things. And then I just wanted to take more control of my life. And that was the time, uh, this was right before the part of my life i started into business. Um, I actually, before I knew I wanted to get into business, there was a in between when I left acting. I thought, you know what, um, I thought, let me give corporate a try. Let me give the corporate world a try and see what that does for me. I thought, look, you don't need a, you need a degree to um, to work in sales or business development. Um, I was, I didn't realize that I never considered sales or business development as a career. But then looking back at that point in my life, like, what were my skills? I was a people person. I was really good at talking, communicating. Like, I was essentially in the same part that attracted me to law, the arguing in court, convincing people of whatever. Um, and there was a business element in, in terms of, like, growth, sales. Um, so I tried that. I did. I worked in business development for probably about 18 months. Um, the first did year you, of that, yeah, yeah. You,
0: I was just going to ask, like, did you find um, your, your time in acting and the skills mm-hmm. you would have picked up along the way, like especially we talk about, um, you know, the psychology of language mm-hmm. and the ability to coerce and argue and, you know, contract negotiate and all, you know, all the things that come with business ownership. I have this feeling, (laughs) this inkling that you would have learned quite a lot of that foundation. Do you you pull from that a little bit? Do you look back and go, that's where I picked it up from? (laughs) Uh,
1: Every single day. Um, So it's so funny. Um, So the the acting technique that I learned uh, was Meisner technique. And that's essentially, it's all based on human behavior. Um, Essentially, the goal, whole goal of uh, the technique is to be able to communicate, like the basis of the technique is be able to communicate without using words. So you would communicate using your emotions, body language, tonality, all that sort of stuff. And the way you're communicating, you're only reading the other person's body, body language and behavior and emotions, not because they're not using words either. So a real ability to identify the slightest and most subtle changes in their emotions or their behavior, reading that and then using your own behavior to then affect that to get what you want from them and changing tactics to get what you want it's so funny um i don't know if it'll still be in the podcast or you cut it out but obviously the music that that played um uh 10 minutes ago um that mate, it's been my best mate he's he's been my my best mate since high school and um he realized that (laughs) i um he's the only person i really admitted it to but like when i want something like when, when I was enacting, there's this thing called doing. So it's like essentially just different actions. If I want to get something from you, I might charm you. If that doesn't work, I might, you know, excite you. If that doesn't work, then I might scold you. Then I might guilt you. Trying all these different tactics. And it's something that like in life when people want something, they will try a certain tactic. And if it doesn't work, they'll just keep trying that harder and harder and harder. But that doesn't actually get what you want. You need to be able to read, okay, this isn't working for someone. What can I give them that's actually going to work better for them? If this isn't working, be able to react off their behaviour and the way the conversation's flowing. So I use it in life every single day. Um, and what uh, about
0: relationships? I mean, to me, it sounds so much connected to how we function as humans in love. I think, um, you know, I know you're in a relationship now and I'm sure you've got so many experiences and lessons, but do you find that that served you there as well?
1: Um, Just a segue Yes and, yes, yes and no. Um, I... I wasn't, I was never really looking for a relationship at all. Um, I just found the person, the best person in the world for me. And uh, so there was no intent there um, at all. It it probably helped me with like past dating experiences and it just made the whole dating world and game like probably a lot easier and smoother because like you could go there and just be comfortable to show up as yourself um, and be able to talk about things and like, Make people feel comfortable, whether it be mirroring their energy or the way they speak and then making them feel comfortable. There's probably ways, but in terms of relationships, not at all. Like I was never looking for a relationship in the last really six, seven, eight years. It was just if someone uh, was attracted to me, um, and I'm talking not on a physical level on an emotional, spiritual level, it was because I was just being me and me being me was what they were looking for. So in terms of relationships, I'd say no.
0: It's interesting, though. I mean, I hear what you're saying in regards to your current situation, but I think it, it's just a, this topic comes up a lot with mm. hyper-aware and successful entrepreneurs who have this deeper understanding of the, I guess, power of you know human behavior and understanding human behavior and the psychology of it all. And if we can tap into that and we know how to utilize it to get what we want, often uh, it becomes quite dangerous in the dating world and often yeah. a lot of the highly successful people struggle to have those serious sort of committed relationships because it's too easy it's like you do you know what I mean like yeah it, it, I,
1: I think that's what I meant by in the previous re, previous yeah. like dating short-term relationships um but then like when someone real comes along they see through all that yeah. shit anyway like they exactly. see for all your flaws and for all your strengths and they love you because of them not in spite of them um so but definitely in like shorter term relationships and things obviously it probably played a part just and and it gives you the confidence and like the biggest thing in terms of dating and relationships in the early stage if you're trying to attract a partner is confidence like i'm telling you confidence is way more important than looks people or or, or success or how much you have in the back confidence number one
0: I mean, I completely agree with you, but I think it has to be that authentic confidence of that
1: self-grounded
0: assurance of, Mm -hmm. you know, no bullshit, but this is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. This is what value I can sort of bring into your life. and if you like it, amazing. Exactly. If not, no worries. Let's yeah. It, that's
1: exactly the attitude. And people speak a lot about um, real confidence versus fake confidence. Yes. When I talk about confidence, I don't mean, oh, you're walking around in your $5,000 suit and you're jumping in your Mercedes <laughs> and like, when you go and like, you'll, you'll buy all the girls drinks at the club and then you go home and then you cry yourself to sleep because you're insecure. That's <laughs> oh, bullshit. Like, I'm talking about you just like exactly what you said and this is I think it links back to that internal self-love that you have for yourself that self-worth like if you know who you are what your value is to the world and what mission you're on this planet to achieve you don't really fucking care what anyone else thinks if they want to come along with that and they see the value in that then awesome if not honestly I couldn't care less.
0: I think and again it's that self-assurance, that confidence, that real deep understanding of self that then translates into everything. You know, we talk about the relationships, not just with partners, not just with family, but relationships with clients and team and employees. So, I mean, just to sort of like bring us back to where we were on your journey, you know, you've you've recognized the incredible lessons that taught you from your acting school and your acting education. But then, you know, what what happened for you next? I mean, where did you take yourself and how did you utilize all this amazing skills that you were picking up?
1: Yeah, well, probably what was more important that I got from acting that I used on the next part of my journey, there was that understanding of human behavior and instinctual human behavior um, and being able to work off that in a real world situation. But then on the also thing I probably got more growth out of was the emotional development and the emotional journey that I went through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meisner Technique, uh, acting in general, when you're going to a deep level of training, like, you're going to fucking find so many things that hurt that you didn't know, so many things that, you know, spark the highest levels of joy possible, and you have to live in these really dark or these really high moments, and as a, as a guy, early 20s, um, I, I've i always been pretty emotional, um, like, I I would kind of cry in some movies before, before I started acting, but not all the time, and, like, you'd get into acting class, and some people just, first day, they can cry, and it's like for a lot of people, particularly guys, it's not like that. And then there was a part probably about nine months into the acting journey where you go through this whole this whole part of the course is about emotional preparation. And then that once I went through that and allowed myself to fully experience all these emotions, it was like opening a door that could never be shut again. And now I had unlocked all this other emotion that I could feel. Um, and now I love it. Like I love being such an emotional person. I love – I get really high. I get really excited. I get really f- – at times frustrated. I, I I cry in movies. I love it. Like the whole range of human emotions is part of the human experience. And if you're not feeling any of them or letting yourself feel any of them, you're missing out on on what it is to be human.
0: Well, you're not alive. You're not living. Mm-hmm. And how can you possibly understand the depths of joy when you have an experience to the other side of it either? there's where where does gratitude? lie between that and i think that's such an important aspect of growth and development is holding that space for gratitude and reflection and then having the ability to process emotions but then not store them Mm. actually let them come and then let them go and i think that's so powerful and i can imagine that was such a big part of your experience for sure yeah and i mean from everything that you then went through in your emotional aspect what what was the instigator or what was the catalyst for you then to somehow turn that into business? I mean, what was the spike moment for you?
1: Well, like a lot of things in my life that have happened, it was by chance, not planned, um, quite random, but that's the thing. Like when you let go and you just let life, amazing things happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, as I said, I went to, I was, I was kind of doing sales and marketing for a company for the first year in corporate. It was, a, it was a blend of both. Um, and I met this guy. Um, he probably doesn 't even know this this in the story. I uh, wrote this guy, Lindsay um, at the same company he, he started the first person i 'd ever met that had their own e commerce brand and it was literally like m- like men 's accessories, ties pocket squares, socks that sort of stuff really like simple e commerce company um, and he was the first person I ever saw doing anything like that and I thought what like you can actually start a business by yourself and like it didn't you didn 't need you know tons of experience or tons of money and I didn't really ask him too much about it. I just kind of watched his journey and like he was selling his tires and socks and probably spent a couple of grand on stock, that was it. But it was that moment seeing someone I knew in real life in my circle starting a business made me realize, holy shit, anyone can do it. And I felt like if he can do it, I can definitely do it. Um, so that was the first moment that thinking of me starting my own business and really even opening, opening my eyes to what e-commerce was started. Uh, and then from there, with that, that guy and another guy, we were going to start like a marketing agency for influencer marketing, um, just because at that point, this is like six years ago, there was not really any influencer marketing agencies or anything like that. Explore that for a little bit. But as you know, when you're working, we've got three guys and you just, are oh, doing a business together. It doesn't always work out in terms of like priorities and timing. So we let that go. And then I had a friend, George, who I started Happy Skin Co with ages ago. Um he was working at a gym. I worked with him at the gym before I moved into corporate. And we're both just really two ambitious guys. Um and we always thought, look, let's I thought, do you want to start a business together? Like I don't know how it came up. We're chatting at the gym one day. He's like, yeah, sweet. And then literally that was the start of, you know, product research mode for what ended up becoming Happy Skin Co.
0: I mean, you know, you talk a lot about mindset when when it comes to you can do anything, you can be anything. And it's all well and good, right? It's all well and good to have the right mindset, but it, you also do need the right product. Mm. And I think you launched Happy Skin Co at such a perfect time. It was just everything was aligned and I do truly believe that it is connected to the energy that you put out. You had the right mindset, you had the right intentions, the energy was right. You were open, you know, you were serving at the same time and I mean serving from a spiritual level like you were connected, you were emotional. Mm. And then everything aligns, but it's a shit ton of work. Yeah. And product development, product research, growing, scaling a team. I mean, how quickly did this all happen? And how then did you cope with the actual mindset element of that growth stage?
1: Um. So in terms of the uh, the the mindset growth stage, I think on a personal level, I did really well. I think why I lacked awareness for a little while was, um being so caught up in my own uh, spiritual emotional journey that you kind of just expected other people to to get on that level straight away as well. Or not expected, you just assumed they were. And then realizing that everyone is so unique and so individual and like everyone has different needs, different motivations, different communication styles. That was probably the big, the big learning um, phase for me over like year two, three in business. Um, but in terms of how long everything took, We started working on the business i think it would have been like august of 2017 we started looking into products we knew we wanted to be in beauty we we knew we wanted to be in diy beauty because we just identified some ultra successful businesses that had come in the years before us uh bondi sands you know fake tan used to be done inside a you know little tent with your friends spraying spraying you with a gun and then they created a product we could do that at home obviously high smile another really clear example teeth whitening used to be done in the dentist chair now you can do it at the comfort of your own home um, so we knew we wanted something in that vein, and um, and then when we, we we honestly didn't think laser hair remover at home would have been would have been possible at that stage, um, but it turned out that we found a, a a random device. It wasn't it wasn't anything to do with uh, IPL or, or laser hair remover or anything like that. It was just like a, a simple shaving device. We had a light on it, just like a, a simple you know ecom, probably even a drop shipping product that cost them three dollars to buy. And then because we saw a light on top of this little shaver, we thought, wait a minute. one is this a laser removal thing no it's not but is that possible and then we went down the rabbit hole looking for manufacturers and we were like this technology was invented and not invented but patented six months before we, we we found them so we were very early on we found a bunch of manufacturers who were making something similar to what we wanted um we were so inexperienced in business first business no real no degree in business no nothing but we were both really particular about what we wanted so we took probably almost a year of back and forth with manufacturers changing certain things, making sure they could get certain things right. And then they could handle the scale that we believe we would achieve. And mind you, our first order was only for 110, um, 110 units. And we're talking about can you like fulfill thousands at a time. Um, so we went through that process launched and then how quickly life changed was almost unbelievable really. We uh, we launched day one, we had one sale, um, day two, zero sales. Um, but we're like, look, no, we it's fine. We knew it was going to be a slow process. Um, and day three, we had our first influencer post. Now, the, the I've told this story many times before, so I'll shorten it. But uh, our whole initial investment for the business was twenty thousand um, dollars. Our first influ influencer posted at seven thirty at night, and between seven thirty and midnight, we had made like seven and a half grand. As guys that were probably earning mm-hmm. between fifty and sixty k a year, working full time jobs, we were like, "This is just blows my mind." The potential Unreal. that like it's like a game. Right. It's like a game, but this is real money coming to account. First, you hear the chopper cha-ching, then you sh- uh, see it show in your dashboard. And then a day later, you see it in your Combank app, and you're like, that I can't. Like, I've like.
0: It's tangible success. But I think one one small point I want to hit on, which is what you said earlier, which was. You had no experience. It's not like you had a degree. And I really want to stress that for anyone who is sitting there going, I'm not qualified. I don't have enough credibility. I don't know enough. I need to go get more experience and work for somebody else. It's all excuses. And to me, it's all bullshit. And I can't stress that enough. If you're intelligent in the sense of you can think on your feet, you're you're curious, you have all of this incredible um luxury of assets in front of you. You've got the internet. You've got resources that you can pull from. Anything is possible. All of the other stuff is crap. And I think this is such a great example of that. You you didn't need to sit in uni for four years and get a business degree to know how to go and Figure out a manufacturer and negotiate and communicate and source the high quality. You just had to have an expectation of the product and you had to have a clear identification of your goals in place. And that comes with trial and error and that comes through the experience of doing. So I just really want to stress that point that, you know, anything is possible, but you have to get off your ass and go do the work.
1: Yeah. And, and to that as well, there's a massive problem with uh, society today and it's like there's that what you said like there's these just excuses people have limiting beliefs of why they can't do something but there's also over the last year two years in particular this belief that the world is so unfair and the world is so wrong and unjust and sure there's a lot of fucked up things going on in the world that we have no control over um and we might not agree with but let's look at reality what are the facts you can either say, okay, I'm going to be the one person that's going to topple this whole system that's been going on for hundreds of years. And if you really believe that and you believe that's your life purpose, sure, do your best, try and change the whole system, right? Mm -hmm. But for 99.99% of us, you can either, you can accept it for what it is, enjoy it or not, and then go, okay, this is actually the rules of the universe. This is how the society works. I can complain about it and say it's unfair or I can accept it and find a way to win within that. But so many people get caught up in complaining. It's so unfair. I wasn't born with money. I wasn't born with this. I wasn't born with that. Uh, look, I'm just going to the government's going to take away everything. Yeah, sure. I agree. I don't agree with everything that happens. But I just accept the life for what it is. And I realize, okay, I'm not going to change the whole fucking universe. But I can change my life. And I can change the lives of the people around me. What's the best way to do that?
0: Well, that's right. It's the difference between sitting in a victim mentality or or a abundant mentality mm-hmm. of, Let's keep moving forward. And I think that perspective of why me? Why is this happening to me? It's all about rewiring of this is happening for me or yes, it's yes. available to me. And that shift in mindset is so powerful because you basically are able to open the space up for everything and anything. Opportunities just fall at your feet. And you know what? I, I have to I have to mention this example. Um so funny, so I was uh, dating this person and they were really stuck in this mentality of victim and exactly what you just expressed of everything is happening to me and everything's shit and it's so unfair and all this bullshit and every time I would express to him that I had a really good day or something really amazing happened and this opportunity came to me and you know this is happening, he would get so defensive and upset and he'd be like oh it must be so nice that things just like fall at your feet and you know things just like happen to you not like the rest of us mere mortals i'm like well no things come to me and are available to me because of the abundance that i create in my environment because of the energy that i put out because of the amount of effort and energy and love that i give out to everybody around me the service that i provide of myself to others and my network and my hard work for a decade and (laughs) the incredible company that I've built. So opportunities come to me because when someone thinks of an amazing opportunity, they're gonna remember my name and think to put me forward because of the foundation and reputation that I've created. And it's that two different mindsets that are competing of like, you know, everything's shit. Well, everything will be shit if that's how you think life is. (laughs) and i just i just think it's such a nice example of that you know rewiring of how to actually enjoy life and observe life
1: exactly and one of the biggest mind, sh- mind sorry one of the biggest mindset shifts someone can have is uh changing that life is happening uh, to me to life is happening for me if you can take that attitude towards life and even on the hardest days, even when the biggest things that, that could go wrong are going wrong, if you realise that life is happening for you, not to you, you're thankful for these challenges, for these, for these moments of hardship because it, really at the end of the day, if you have trust in yourself and trust in the universe and trust on your, your path, you realise these aren't failures or these aren't here just to hurt you. These are redirections to take you closer to where you're meant to be. And well, that shift is, is, is the biggest shift someone can take.
0: Exactly. But it's not just that. It's what is it teaching me? That's where you have to wrap, round it out. It's, yeah. okay, if this is a shit day, if this something horrible is happening, you've just lost your biggest client, um, you're going through some kind of hurdle, whether it's in your relationships, family, whatever it is, you go, okay, what do I need to learn right now? What do I? What is this mirror? What is it showing me? What do I need to do differently? How can I do better in this experience? And I think that is what changes everything.
1: Yeah, they, these challenges or hardships or failures, Aren't always here uh, to, to hurt you. They like, how can I use this to level me up? What's the lesson in this, right? What can I learn from this? What can I do better next time? So next time I'm faced with a, a decision or a moment like this, I can do better and I can be better.
0: And I mean, let's let's ask the question then, you know, Dylan, what has the biggest lesson been for you in say the last year or two years of operating? Because you've you've grown so much. Your businesses have grown so much, you're starting new projects there's so many lessons within that. I mean, what is that one moment I think that you can share with us where you really hit the nail on the head? <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll tell you the biggest lesson for me. And it's gonna be hard for some people to, to fully grasp, not uh, like mentally, it's, it's an easy thing to, to, to grasp mentally, but to really fully embody and believe because I told you before, back when I was growing up, I was surrounded by love. I was surrounded by encouragement. I had a really good base to build on. And I've always had a lot of self-belief. But now thinking back, I don't think I realized it at the time. If I realized it at the time, I I would have tried to adjust. But when I was acting, right, as much as I believe that I'm meant to be an incredibly successful actor and I will have, you know, these big movie roles or whatever it may be, there was still even me, someone who had so much core internal self-belief, there was still that little voice in the back of my head saying, do you really think your you Dylan Malone are going to get your dreams come true like it's like I used to believe that people that have their dreams come true it was like winning the lotto like they had no control over it. they were just born and destined to to be great right that there was no control over that and then when I, I didn't realize that I was living like that I still had a, a, you know that 10 20% of nah this won't really happen to me even if it was at the back of my head not the front that little voice in the back of my head was probably holding me back so much more than i knew and this is coming from someone that had a lot of self-confidence so my biggest lesson is realizing that you you here sitting today you genuinely can live the life of your dreams you can whatever it is you can live the life of your dreams and it seems so hard for people to believe that they can live the life of their dreams but if you just trust me and trust yourself and know that you can, and I say know that you can, not believe if you can, because to me, the word believe is kind of like wish and hope. Like, I believe that I will, there's still like an element of what I had before, that 10%, yeah, I believed I was gonna be a successful actor, but that belief, that word belief to me still has that little bit of doubt, but I know I'm gonna become a successful actor, I know I'm gonna build a successful business, I know I'm gonna have one of the biggest podcasts in Australia, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, Adopting the belief that you know you can achieve something and you deserve it, I'm telling you, your life can change. Figure out what that is for you, whatever that goal may be, and, and, and you might not know 100%, but do, do, do what I did. Pick one goal. say acting. Try, explore your first goal. Set a massive goal. Figure out some steps along the way to get you there. Put in the work. Believe that it will happen to you and that you do deserve it and watch how quickly your life will start to change.
0: I think it's so, so important to highlight that aspect of the work as well. I'm a big believer in manifestation and intention setting. And I think that ties in really nicely with the concept of knowing over believing. I'm very, very much aligned with that. And I think I recently heard this really beautiful statement where someone was talking about manifestation. And the thing is, you can't just manifest. You can't just sit on your ass and go, okay, this is going to happen to me. I believe it. I know it. It's happening. I, I see it. I'm visualizing. Like, that's really important, yes, but that's not it. You know, and the way she explained it was, imagine you're sitting at home and you're getting ready for work and you need to catch the bus. And you start visualizing. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch the bus. I'm not gonna miss it. I'm gonna, hundred percent. I'm gonna get the bus today. You can't just lazily, slowly get ready and you know waddle out the door in hopes that your manifestation will have that, you know, result. You actually have to make the tasks and the steps to make sure you do you, you appropriately get your stuff together you get ready on a timely manner you run for the bus so not to miss it if if it's there and you get it so it's it's the power of the two it's like the intention you set it's the work you put in and it's the deep belief and the knowing because belief is important because it's the visual visualization right it's the the dreamer it's the big goal setting but then it's the knowing that between here and what I want to achieve has already happened. Like, I know I'm going to be successful no matter what, but then the only thing that's left is time and work. And that really just comes down to you and if you're going to do
1: it. Yeah. So funny. I'll show you, I'll show you the back of my phone. So for the camera, I've got three words there on the back of my phone. Ikigai, essentially purpose. It's a little bit more to it than that. Japanese word for purpose, essentially. from. Uh, the alchemist essentially destiny and manifest, which to me means make it happen. Doesn't mean sit around and and think about it. I think if you're manifesting properly or you're visualizing properly, the, the act of you visualizing these things or manifesting these things should be creating an emotional response within you and an energetic response out of you to pull it in. But that emotional response within you should then kick you up the ass and set that fire under needs, you so you are going and excited to do the work because you know you're going to achieve all these things like when i visualize i say it all the time when i'm visualizing why i have so much knowing inside of me is because when i'm visualizing i'm not thinking of things that i hope will happen one day i'm time traveling to events that have happened that's right and then i'm just coming back to this this timeline of reality when i go back into my day and if i can experience moments from the future that i know i will live one day how am i not going to come back to reality and ready to do the work and excited to do the work. And if there's failures, I'm not going to beat myself up and, and cry about it too much because I know that's just part of the journey and I'll exactly. get where I want to be anyway.
0: And I think that's it. That's that beautiful mindset of it's it's not happening to me it's happening for me that it has to happen <laughs> you yeah. know i need to learn from this because that's what's going to get me to that greatness that's you know um whatever your goal is whatever your vision is like m- one of my biggest manifestations is to play tennis on necker island with richard branson and i know i'm going to beat him so <laughs> <laughs> and i know it's going to happen and incredibly um and so powerfully i've already set the stepping stones to make that happen next year and i know it's going to happen so in a literal sense, like it's actually been set up now. So it's just, it's such a silly example, but it's so powerful of exactly like you said, it's like traveling to the future. It's that manifestation, it's that powerful vision, but then I'm actually going to go do the shit that makes it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so exciting.
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you another really funny example. And 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 this added to my level of um, belief that anything is possible. And when you're putting the work in when you're believing in yourself and when you have a clear vision of where you want to go things can happen so much quicker than you expected so one of the big goals visualizations i had was um so one of the my biggest mentors that i've looked up to spent a lot of time with is gary v now i he was the guy who got me into business into content into the way to look at the world look at business look at kindness empathy he was a massive influence on me um, so when we had those couple years of success like really early on the first one or two years of success um, I had an opportunity like we went to just one of the success resources event and watched him and fuck that was epic and I remember they they called me afterwards because we we're in the VIP they're like oh Gary's doing a, a, a dinner do you want to come come to the dinner and I was young and I am like oh no whatever I don't want to do it So oh I didn't <laughs> do it um, I ended up thing. regretting it obviously not regretting as in like oh my god i made such a mistake but why wouldn't i fucking like what an experience that would have been but all good so the the second year comes along i sent them an email i'm good friends with michael lane who who used to run success resources who's now the ceo of forbes australia um and i said hey guys like uh are you doing a dinner with gary uh, again this year um i'd love to be a part of it and they're like no we're not um but gary's actually doing this other thing he's never done before it's essentially like a really small group mentoring program um, Which he's never done before he's only he does like consulting in his office with um, vaynermedia um, or like the big the big speeches on stages and stuff. Um, but you have to apply for it. it's really exclusive you've got to qualify you this this that. um so I sent him my application a couple of pages worth of questions, um, and then I had to do a call with someone from their team and once I got you know qualified and passed that, um, then I had to do a call with Gary and I remember uh, this mon my, my biggest mentor got me into this whole space of personal development mindset massive influence on me and i said okay sweet um i remember getting the, my phone ring one day and it was a new york number and i answered the phone and he's like yo yo dylan's gary v and i'm like okay. already that one moment was wow. like, well, this is like 18 months into business not even two years into me starting my business insane on the phone to gary v that was one moment that already blew my mind not blew my mind as in i wasn't i never get like not star struck or like oh my god it's gary v but just like I've caught up to a moment in that timeline. I'm like, holy shit, this is real now.
0: Well, you're blown away by yourself. It's like, I did this.
1: But it's like, I I always knew this was going to happen. And then it just happened in the timeline of reality that I'm in right now. And then that that was one thing. And then, so I ended up going through the process, got accepted. I ended up spending a few days with Gary in Sydney. um, And then we did a few days in London. And then the part that really hit me, because something I'd visualized so many times was being in his office where he does all these podcasts. And we spent some time in his office chatting, and although I didn't, I wasn't on one of his podcasts, being in that room in his office with Gary V, looking out to Hudson Yards, Manhattan, New York City, and realizing in the space of two and a half years or two years from starting my business, one, my biggest mentor or influence in, in terms of my business career those days was Gary V. I'm now standing in his office drinking a wine with him. Anything is possible.
0: Anything is possible. This is it. I don't think there's anything left to say.
1: <laughs> like, if some kid yeah. from Western Sydney, yeah, who grew up very middle class, not at all like I was. Yeah. Just, I was. I, I told you before. Did I, yeah, I'm getting a, We're adopting a dog. Uh, yeah. Me and my partner Mel. Um, and I remember we we're at Kmart last night, getting some last minute stuff that we forgot to get from Pet Barn or whatever. And we we're walking through, and I um, it was packed. And I remember I when I was young, I don't know. I've never really said this. I was young, we, we used to do clothes shopping in Kmart and put stuff on lay-buy. Now, I, at, the, at the time when I was a young kid, like I didn't realize that was, you know, not everyone was doing it. And not that we were extremely poor. We, we always had, you know, a good house, good food, like a food, like everything. But like, no, I didn't realize that, well, that's from, from where I grew up, like lay-buying clothes from Kmart to where I am now, being able to buy whatever I want whenever I want, travel whenever I want, live like in a, in a, in, in, by a place in Newtown in the city. It's like some kid from Western Sydney who grew up with his mum and his grandparents can do that. And anyone can do whatever they want.
0: That's right. And it's just mindset. It's yep. just deep belief, mindset and openness. I think just, you know, leave that ego at the door, be available to the lessons that the universe provides us and take those opportunities, be in that abundance and make sure you're doing something every day that sparks joy. And I think that is the foundation of your success, but any
1: success. Exactly.
0: Amazing. Dylan, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your time so much. I know there's so many other things we can talk about, but I think that is an incredible, incredible statement to finish on. I think so many people are going to be inspired to get off their butt and make some magic happen.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, they should because literally there's enough abundance and there's enough energy in this world for everyone to live a life that truly makes them happy. And the more people that can realise that and the the sooner you make the decision to be one of those people to realise that and, and start living in that way, you're going to be a lot happier and you're going to be amazed by what life will give to you.
0: Damn straight. Makes you. Thank, thank you so much, Dylan. Thanks. Yay.
1: Yay. That was good fun. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to stop the recording one second. Yeah, cool.